Hovercast. Okay, so today we are doing a little bit of a different Cleveland Moto podcast. In the shop right now, you're going to notice it sounds different because we're actually in the workshop. We'll send photos. All the class. So, yeah, so that's how we go. So, uh, to my left is Dustin. To his left is Tegan. Hey, what do you know? That's a Tegan. new name. Huh? Tegan Smith. Yeah, so this is, this is your youngest son. Correct. Correct. And he's 19? 17. 17, okay. Yeah. Cool. And he's also like about at least two inches taller than me. Yeah. He's yeah. like six foot. Don't encourage him. All right. And then, of course, Chris Smith. And to his left, Johnny Chrome. And, of course, your humble narrator, Phil Waters. What we're doing, <clears throat> just for fun, is we decided to do uh, put our money where our mouths were. In previous podcasts, we talked about, okay, you just got a motorcycle, and uh, you damn fool, you bought it, and you brought it home, but you really haven't checked it out correctly yet. And so what we have right in front of us right now, we're going to give you the Imaginatron. Uh, we're going to send somebody looking for WD-40. You can Google this, so, uh, too. If you want to go look over there for WD-40, that would be great in the flammable or, parts or cabinet. Or 50 And we're going to get a spark plug. So what we have in front of us today is a 2003 Yamaha TTR125L. And uh, what all those numbers mean is it's a 125cc. It is a four-stroke. Uh, that means it is a overhead valve motor and it is a dirt bike. It is not, there are no street lights on here. It is uh, kickstart only. So if it was a TTR 125 LE, then it would have an electric starter on it and it would be worth more than the zero dollars I paid for it. Uh, <laughs> the bike presented to us with an unknown circumstance and the only information the guy had for sure was that when he turned the petcock on, gas would come spewing out of the bottom of the carburetor. Uh, I'm giving the bike about four kicks, and the kicks don't feel right. They're, uh, when I kick the Kickstarter, it does not feel like I'm getting good compression at all. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go through the punch list that we talked about on the air a few weeks ago. What would you do if you just came up, you showed up on the bike, and you wanted to check for presence of all the things? So we're going to do that. We're going to kind of play with this bike, and we're going to attempt to get it First, we're going to attempt to get it to start. Now, how much success we have is going to dictate... That's fine. The, uh, how much success we have is going to dictate how long the show lasts. It could be done in one episode. This could be a 16-part series. <laughs> we're not sure yet at this point. Suitable so, for television. Right. So what we're going to do first is we're going to go ahead and... Uh, we're going to grab... Uh, Phil's going to turn into Gordon Ramsay and start telling us how horrible we are. I'm going to be Ed China. Oh, there you go. All right, so what we're going to do first is, just to give ourselves a little more access, we're going to take the seat off, and if I remember correctly on these, do you, hey, Dustin, can you have a look around and see if you can find me a magnetic parts bowl? Uh, yes. So, go ahead and take that one out of the other side. Chrome just went and got all of his tools. He's like, fuck that, looking through Sparky's toolbox. I'm bringing all my own shit over well, here. I mean, it's a smart bet. Rather than dig. Right. Rather than dig, it's a good idea to, to look. Johnny, uh, do you have a, a magnetic tool look on the side of any's tool chest? Or if all else fails, over yeah. on mine. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That magnetic good. dog bowl. Got yep. one. Cool. Yep. Alrighty. Fantastic. Fantastical. So... What we're going to do first is we're going to go ahead and just in the sake of uh, expeditiousness, Dustin, do you have the spark plug hole over there? I do right here. All right. 
Here you go. It has a spark plug wrench. See if this is the right size or if you need a smaller one. Uh, I need the smaller one. You need a smaller one? Yipper. Okay. And I should probably deploy my safety squints uh, in the interest of uh, an extension, please. Any, any size. Yeah. Get her. Okay. So what we're going to do first, we're going to pull the spark plug out real quick and we're going to uh, shoot a little bit of lubricant down the top end because we don't know how the bike was maintained or well, last time it was lubed or if it ever was or if it's been sitting for 10 years cold, dry, and dark and angry. The, uh, Didn't the guy say he just like had the top marriage. end rebuilt? This, so anyway, this is one of the things I'm going to call your attention to. The guy brought the bike in and said, um, yeah, I know this guy and this guy supposedly fixed the top end for me and... Uh, it hasn't run right since. It hasn't since. run right since. Okay. So you can, yeah, you can pull those little plastic covers yeah, off the side. That spark plug looks like shit. So the spark plug, here's what I'm going to call attention to. The spark plug is the correct spark plug. It is a C7HSA, but it is relatively new, but it is black and shitty and sooty and blackity black, black, black and nasty. So take a look at that, Tegan. That is what an incredibly over rich, burned up, running rich for a long time bike looks like. Do you want to take uh, Tegan over to a grinding wheel and uh, turn on a buffing wheel or a grinding wheel and clean that wire wheel? I think those are just brushes over there yeah, for polishing. Uh, no, there's a wire wheel. Okay, excellent. Make good with the wire wheel. There it is. Okay. So now that he's got that out and they're over there cleaning the spark plug, then what we're going to do is we're going to shoot a little lube. Chris, if you want to shoot a little bit of lube down that spark plug hole. Uh, yep. And then Johnny Chrome is going to get us a compression tester. Oh. Oh, we'll check for compression first. Compression? Compression! So, <laughs> for the, uh, in the interest of science, I did a little bit of pre-checking, and this bike has a 10 to 1 compression ratio. And the next thing that we're going to do is we're going to look in the air box, because the air box is a place where you will very frequently find dead creatures, or other things that will keep the bike from running. As luck would have it, this airbox is in really good condition. Um, not bad, not bad. There's a factory air filter in here, and the factory air filter actually looks like it's not, uh, it's not too terrible. I'm gonna give it a quick hit. I just test it by shooting a little bit of carb cleaner at it, and then see what drips out. Because if what drips out is super black and dark and nasty, then you know that what's been going into the bike is super dark and black and nasty, or it's been backfiring through the air filter. So if you shoot a little air, shoot a little carb cleaner on a foam element and shake it, and what comes out is black, you know you got problems. Could be a valve problem, but it ain't breathing the way it should be breathing. Okay, so we got that. Now keep in mind we are going to have to be giving it the old kick. So we're going to want to give it a little bit of room. So, so far, I haven't seen anything terrifying. I mean, when the bike came in, the exhaust studs were off. So the collar that holds the muffler on, that holds the headpipe on, is loose and just dangling around the headpipe. So that suggests that at some point the exhaust has been off the bike and not installed, or not reinstalled correctly. So that's... A little bit of a warning sign that somebody's had the exhaust off completely, which usually means motor out of bike on these. 
Okay. Okay. I don't know about you. Where is someone with some youth and exuberance? Oh, yeah. There you go. What, am I, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> no shit. All right. You going to clean that spark plug yet? On the monumental project? Oh, Jesus Christ. Hello? Testing? Testing? One, two, three. Compression. Testing? Testing? So, on a bike that has a 10 to 1 compression ratio, I usually like to use uh, shitty math. And I say that average atmospheric compression, or atmospheric pressure is about 13.7. So, 10 times 13.7 is 137. What do you got in there? Uh Yeah. It's great. They well, say they say one forty, yeah, one forty five. Yeah, exactly. So I just do Kentucky windage. I go thirteen seven for atmospheric pressure, ten to one, ten times that. I know that if I see any when I do a compression test on this bike, if we see anything less than one twenty, we probably got issues. This, this a lot of meters, especially a lot of the smaller handheld, just push in type. Yeah. They some of them actually read in like. In a ratio. Yeah, in a ratio, yeah. Uh, a good well, one will read on. in, a, in a pounds per square inch. This one, the inside dial, is actually technically kilograms per atmosphere. Right. Exactly. But it's really, really freaking close. It sure is. To yeah. compression, to compression ratio. ratio. It sure is, yeah. Because when I first looked at that, I thought that inside gauge it's was... close enough ratio. to... Yeah, it's close yeah. enough to fly. Pretty cool. So John's got it hooked up, and what a compression gauge is, is basically there's two types. There's the really shitty kind that don't have threads on them, and you just hold them in the hole. And those are generally almost impossible, because with your left hand, you're holding it in the hole. With your right hand, you're holding the throttle wide open, as you're supposed to, and then you're also trying to kick-start the bike. Most compression gauges will have a multiple fittings, so you can go... For the uh, what is it, fourteen millimeter threads and yeah, this uh, is, I think this is the small one, yeah, ten, and 10 then and there's then, uh, yeah, fourteen, 14 or se- not seventeen, I think, for the big something ones. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, I don't recall. I just know, and there should be a Schrader valve inside of it. Yes. Exactly. For if you don't have a Schrader valve for right. compression test, make sure a Schrader valve's present in the yep. end of the hose. Exactly. If your set is a multiple test set and it will do also leak down. Right. It's a different hose. Correct. Or in cheaper sets, you remove the valve. But exactly. if you use the wrong hose or if the valve isn't present, yep. this is never going to work. No, you'll drive yourself crazy and you'll know it immediately because if you kick it once and the needle just dances, the needle goes up, the needle comes back down again, then you don't have a Schrader valve in the line. And you're like, oh, every time I kick it, it goes up, but it comes right back down again. Could somebody please look at that for me and tell me how high the needle went? Nope, that you're doing it wrong. It is not getting it. What it actually do is you're building a head of compression. Uh, also, the thing is, when you use a compression gauge, you're going to want to make sure there's nothing in your cylinder. So, you know, giving the cylinder a kick or two to make sure the cylinder is clear, because you don't want a cylinder that's full of gasoline to destroy your gauge by shooting all the gasoline from the cylinder up into your gauge. Other thing is, compression gauges, I've seen a lot of people use them incorrectly, and you have to have the throttle on the motorcycle wide open. If the throttle is not wide open when you're using a compression gauge, you're actually not getting a real read. Also, the choke should be in the open position, meaning deactivated. Even if the bike has an enrichener, just get in the habit of not using whatever enrichening or choking device is present. Um, when we use this, we're going to have Tegan jump up here and do it because um, if the, these work better when you have a young, strong man who's uh, not 47 years old. I'm gonna... <laughs> okay. I'll move the mic so a little bit. So our straps are down, so this is fine. So what he's going to do is he's going to hold the throttle widey wide open. Okay. We're going to make sure that the spark plug lead 
Okay, safety check. Push and hold that. Spark plug lead is away from <laughs> anything fuel related. Right. So you want to make sure there's no spark plug in your spark plug lead, and that it's away from anything that could be a source of ignition. Um, in this case, John has made Tegan hold the kill button just yeah. to ground everything out so there's no sound. He's got the throttle wide open, now he's going to kick it. Now you don't have to kick it like a jackrabbit. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. You can give it five deliberate, deliberate kicks. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Oh yeah, it is not going to be fun. All right. We have presence of compression. Number's still climbing. All right. We've, we've not exceeded 80. Oh, there we go. We got some on that one. Okay, we're over 90. Oh, there we go. Now we're in business. We're about 120. All right. So things are happening, which is great. Okay. And that's a good sign, too. Excellent. Fantastic. Yep. Cool. We're looking golden. Okay. Cool. I'd say you can stop at mm -hmm. any time. All right. All right. So here's what we know. We were able to get 140 PSI. So at 140 PSI, I'm going to actually be as daring as to say, I'm not going to say the valves are great. I'm not going to say the piston's great. I'm not going to say everything's fantastic. What I'm going to say is, that's good. Because it was able to develop that, much, that many pounds per square inch. Mm -hmm. uh, when you do these, when you're going to be uh, working on a motorcycle, the next step, if you weren't sure or if you had a shitty reading, if you had like a 90 or a 60, what you might do then is you might do a leak down test. And then a leak down test is something that, do you have, you've got a leak down test mm -hmm. here. I have a leak down tester. Right. So basically all that is, is you're going to, at that point, put pressure against the valves themselves to see if the valves are sealing the way they should. Uh, you can have primary compression, but still have shitty valve seal. And the shitty valve seal means that it's going to leak down over time. Right now, a lot of people would look at this gauge and go, shit, this gauge is holding strong at 148 or 145. Valves must be awesome. No, no, it's the Schrader valve. The Schrader valve in the hose. The Schrader <coughs> valve in the hose is doing its job. If I want to dump out this pressure, there's a little button here on the side. We press that button and we dump out the pressure that is reading on the compression gauge. The... Uh, because we have really decent pressure, and because the bike is, you know, of this century, so to speak, that's a pretty good sign. You know, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. The uh, do you want to do a leak down test now? What, what I would normally do, yeah. if this just uh, if we did this exact test that we just right. did, and it came off with low initial compression, right? I some people call it cheating, whatever. I'll take about a. Quart bottle of oil and take the cap off and take about a cap full of motor oil. Yeah. Put it down the spark plug hole. Yeah. Kick it over a little bit mm -hmm. and then do another compression test. Right. If the numbers, if it was poor first time. And then it was bad. And you put oil in it and it jumps drastically, that usually indicates there's a ring sealing issue. Right. And you making the cylinder wet has just helped it to seal. Better. Dramatically helped the ring seal. Makes yep. perfect sense. Yeah, that's cool. Now, if something Hadn't has been sitting around, going into the premise, you just get this bike and you're not sure about it. And we don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, if the. Okay. Phil's giving it the go now. I just was curious. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's showing up to 120 real fast. So I don't feel bad about that. Um, I know that if we kept kicking it, we would get cumulative, cumulative pressure in there. You can do that, and that's why mm -hmm. we kind of use the five kicks as a guideline. We wouldn't necessarily, if you kick it 20 times, 
you're just putting more pressure in the device. So that's the uh, yeah. that's at, the thing is at some point you wind up at some point you become an air compressor. Yeah, that's what I was saying. at right. some point you wind <laughs> up using this right. as an air compressor. At some point you're an air compressor, um, and the tank of the air compressor is this little piece of hose. Yeah. So, but the good news is, if you can't develop that compression, then you got a problem. We have do developed we, that much pressure. Do we, do we have easy access to the end of the crankshaft. And, and we do. It's okay. easy enough. The uh, what I would like to do, though, before we go deeper into that, is let's check for presence of spark. Yeah. Because we're at a very good point to do it. Yep. John's going to take the compression tester out. And we have removed the air filter already, so we have an open passageway going into the air box. And we have not looked inside this carburetor yet. We have no idea what's in there. Tegan, you got the spark plug? Let's go ahead and put the spark plug onto the end of the spark plug lead. We're not going to insert it yet. We're going to put a little wolf juice in the... Uh, is that going like that? In the spark plug yeah. hole. Okay. So let's go ahead. Who's got the starting fluid? No, that's penetrating. Oh, wow. Uh, we're going to have... Are we going to Are we gonna check for spark that way, or are we going to try oh, to fire the thing? I, mean. I was just getting one step ahead of Ah, I see. There's a can of fluid over here. Yeah, I got a can right here in my hand. The, uh, so we're going to go ahead and put it in the lead, not in the cylinder. So it's in the lead, but not in the cylinder. Yep. Excellent. You got it leaning against a piece of metal. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Put some wood down. Put a, no, 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 no. no. Here, put it in lead. Hand me that. Uh, plug back in lead. We're just yep, going to check for presence of spark. Hand me that one. Okay. The kill switch is off and not encumbered. All right. You want to do that where you're not going to electrocute yourself? Sure. Why not? <laughs> oh, you're jumping right to the gap checker. Little case bolt. And look go at you. to. You go to the outer lead. Go to the ground strap. Right. Yep. That way you should be able to see it without... It should just spark on electric. What Johnny Chrome has like done, for the pleasure of the listening audience, what he's done is simply hooked an alligator clip Put between the case bolt on. and the outer electrode. Oh, yeah. Okay? So... Oh, there is all, kind of, okay. all okay. kinds of spark. So now we're going to take the spark plug out. We're going to put in Johnny Chrome's magical spark tester. Now, if you haven't seen one of these before, this is essentially a air gap that is created as one screw is backed away from a center electrode that simulates a spark plug. So rather than actually being a spark plug itself, it is just a piece of metal. Metal? Yep. With an adjustable screw in it, and you can then open the gap as much or little as you like to determine the strength of your spark. The larger the air gap that your spark can jump, the stronger the spark is. If you have to make that spark, if you have to make that gap little teeny tiny to get a jump, then you know that you have weak coil or you've got something shitty. Now, as luck would have it, this bike is from 2003. It has CDI ignition. So even though we're looking through this thing and we don't see a battery looking up at us anywhere, it is a dirt bike and it does have capacitive discharge ignition. This should be so ACCDI. ACCDI and no points and no condenser. We should be able to get fast enough just by going. Yeah, you don't have anything in this personal hole. There you go. There you oh, go. Jeez. Yeah, and he's got it set for maximum. Eight, so I got it set for eight. It, yeah, as okay. a rule of thumb, yep. eight millimeters, uh, an eight millimeter open gap for the spark plug to jump simulates jumping a spark on a spark plug when it's under compression. Yeah. Because oh. you put that, put that little 28 thousandths gap of a spark plug inside a cylinder, add compression, add pressure, and add fuel, and it gets harder for that electricity to jump the gap. 
So by by open air doing an eight millimeter gap, it simulates running yeah. conditions. That's air cool. is a fantastic insulator. Yes, it's what yes. keeps you from getting did a shock you, every you time you get, get near your the... battery. So that's hand cranking it alone. He's getting big, beautiful spark, and you can probably hear it. It should be white, white right. blue. Yeah. If it's if it's red or orange, orange yeah. it's weak. Oh yeah, good idea. Jeez, Let me grab my phone. Fine. Anybody want to grab it? You want to grab it, Tegan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tegan, uh, the rule no, of that no, is... No, you don't want to grab it. Okay. <laughs> if anybody asks you to grab anything electrical on a bike when they kick it, uh, Sydney Ferguson Bray, when she worked the shop, she had just bought a dirt bike. She had an old Suzuki or old Honda dirt bike. And I said, hey, so you do me here. Hold this spark plug for me real quick. I'm just going to kick this bike over. Just hold the spark plug lead for a second. And she did, and I gave it <laughs> one baby boot, like oh. a half boot. And she, like, she, like dropped her body, like, like... She had a, a momentary loss of control over all the things. All right, when you go ahead and let's, we're going to get a, a picture for the sake of. Yeah. We're not going to shoot it. We're not going to actually kick it, but. Right. Excellent. A photograph for our show notes. Show notes. Right, hold on. And yeah, keep, continue to remind me. If you're if photo. you're a real man, right? Because. <laughs> so it's what did we say? Twenty thousand volts. You'd ground that plug yesterday. Ten to twenty thousand volts, right? Uh, but, but it's no amper. This is AC CDI. Yeah. So it's probably gonna probably gonna be in the twenty five range. Okay, so take what I'd like you to do now. Any modern four stroke that runs battery ignition is gonna be around forty five. Forty five thousand. Right. Yeah, monster. Yeah. Okay, shoot a little bit of that down into the cylinder hole where the spark plug came from. Okay, that's starting fluid. Affectionately known around around here is Wolf Juice because it goes Wolf when you find an open flame. I know how to spell Wolf. Yeah, you do. All right, let's get the spark plug in. Now, at this point, if you had been fucking with the bike for a long time and you had inadvertently flooded the cylinder, this would be a good time to not thread the spark plug in, put it on the end of the electrode, on the spark plug wire, lay it next to the hole, give it a short kick, that'll create electronic detonation, and any unburnt gas in the cylinder that was otherwise flooding the vehicle will explode out. And it usually it doesn't blow up big, it just like goes woof, and like a little blue flame comes out the hole. But that is a good way to... Using fire to clear a rich situation. Is there any flooding. fresh gas in the tank? No, no there is not at any fresh point, gas. At this point, we're just looking right. for a bup, bup. Right. At this point, I'd like to hear a bop, 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 bop. And if we can get a bop, 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 that'd be great. What I am going to do is, just for the sake of fun, because we haven't even looked in this carburetor yet. So just for the sake of fun, I'm going to turn the fuel tap on. Because, <laughs> hey, why not? Because uh, feel, I'm feeling risky and frisky. Okay, and we'll see if all the gas pours out on the floor. And I like the fact that you had to use your uh, flashlight. Well, I, you got your cheaters I didn't want to put it in reserve because the reserve draws from the bottom of the tank. And I would assume that there's schmutz at the bottom of the tank. So I didn't want to stuff it in reserve and get a, a mouthful schmutz. of crap. A schmutz. All right, spark plugs in where it should be. Yep, yep. Yep. Okay, so now we're going to give it a kick and see what happens with a kick. Hey. <laughs> Hold on. My God, that's the sound of a very tiny internal combustion engine. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, we're done. Good night. <laughs> okay, so. That's running enough. Okay, so that's running enough at this point that we know. And that's our podcast. That Thank you very much. We weren't just using up the ether. <laughs> yep. We weren't just using up the starting fluid. 
So it's not the podcast. Now, I don't it doesn't necessarily run well. It won't necessarily continue right. to run by itself at exactly. an idol. Exactly. But this is what we like to call proof of life. This is proof of life. And proof of life is usually the point where we decide to get our wallets out and make a purchase. Yep. Um, proof of life in a motorcycle swap meet environment. Remember, this is the first time anybody has seen this bike fire a shot in anger in a very, very long time. The person that brought it into the shop had said that it had been sitting for at least five years. So we don't know, but we did the steps that we've talked about. We, we carefully proceeded forward so that we didn't do damage to something more than just starting it up by pre-lubing the cylinder and doing what we did, checking for compression. Huzzah, first kick, did we got any, action. Did anybody check the oil? Oh, yeah. I checked the oil when I was over at the other shop. It's not, just asking. I checked the oil. It's not yeah. pissing gas like the Well, gas and we don't, yeah, we don't really know what's, yeah. what's going to go on with that. But here's what we are going to do. Um, we are gonna, absolutely going to check the valves. Guaranteed. Um, this bike is a 2003, so at minimum, we know, it's thir- we know it's 13 years old. And we also know, judged by the number of attractive stickers on it, yeah. it's got a slightly bent handlebar. Uh, it's got new tires on it, front and rear, so that means somebody else had to wear the tires out. So this bike has had hours on it. Mm-hmm. Um, this has not been like parked in the corner of the garage. But what I do like is I like the fact that there wasn't any kind of a hillbilly air filter in there. Yep. And that nobody has ever done the airbox mod. So on these bikes, uh, just so you know, the way they came from the factory to meet certain EPA restrictions... The bikes have too small of a main jet and too small of a pilot jet. Uh, that's your basically your slow running jet. It's way too small, and the main jet's way too small. So that's to get them through EPA. Now this bike has a spark arrestor, and the spark arrestor is actually installed at the moment. <laughs> you the almost arrestor. said spark erector. It's totally spark erector. <laughs> we erect only the best sparks around here, but. So we don't see the signs of somebody owning this that wanted to get more power out of it. We're going to get more power out of it. We're going to upjet it. We're going to install a bigger. Uh, we're going to install install a, a bigger primary jet. We're also going to install a bigger main jet. But but we know yes. what we are doing. Well, we're going to do it according to a pre-established, <laughs> sourced out. <laughs> I hold my hands. Well. All the best the information. Envelope, please. That was supposed to sound funny, but what I meant by yeah. that is we're not an 11-year-old kid. No, we're not just going to randomly that, drill a hole in a manger. This size bike especially, that would scare the piss out of me. So you know is this it, bike has know, a certain provenance. Does, does Mr. Average, right. semi-rural guy that buys his kid a bike <laughs> just turn him loose with it and let him... Fuck it as he wishes? Well, sure they do. This, uh, <laughs> yeah. this is not a PW80. This bike in 2003 cost $2,399. Ooh. And it was voted the play bike of the year by Motocross Magazine. So a lot of people really, really like this bike. And they said that it, it does better than it should. And the TTRs are kind of, they've got a great, a great reputation. This one doesn't appear to have ever been too heavily crashed despite the slightly bent handlebars. So apparently what we need to do is we need to go to a 17.5 pilot jet and a 110 main. Really? Seems big for such a small bike, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? (laughs) It does seem generous, doesn't it? Um, It's a 20 millimeter carb. So what we're going to do now is we're going to drop the bowl off the carb. Now, at this point, you could make a decision. You could make a decision to actually drop the bowl off the carb, or you could do what we're going to do, which is actually remove the carb. 
removing the carburetor is a little, I mean, minorly more difficult, but it's going to make it a lot easier to for us to get in there, clean it, and also see whether or not somebody already replaced the jets, putting bigger jets in it, or if we're going to be the first ones to do that. As luck would have it, today I ordered those jets. Now, we, I don't think there's a chance in hell in our arsenal we happen to have a 17.5 Baby Mycuni pilot. Now, the good news is the main <laughs> jet that it uses is a... Well, let's get the existing jets out so we can match them up. The, the jet that it uses for the main is a large round, which I do know we have those. I just don't know if we have anything um, in the 110 variety. So... Damn, me I got a pilot of those at home, too. Well, and that's just... I already ordered them in. Do you know what the the pilot jet was $2.95? <laughs> and the main jets were $2.95, but you had to buy four. They four, four, four a single <laughs> cylinder, one carburetor the, the parts company. The parts company does not sell them to you in, in a one-pack. You have to buy a four-pack. That gives you an idea of the profit margin involved. So let's go ahead and shag that carburetor off there. So, Tegan, if you want to look at the right-hand side of the carburetor, you're going to see there's basically... A carburetor suspended between two rubber hoses. The one rubber hose is what feeds the air in from the environment after it goes through the filter. Okay. The carburetor itself, and then there's what's called the um, intake. But some people different call it a uh, an intake boot, but that's with this black item here. So there's going to be screws on both of those. So you need a Phillips head screwdriver or an Argus, a JIS screwdriver. Um, go ahead and loosen both of those, but don't take them all the way off. Just loosen them so they're workable. Workable looseness. Reverse with the ratcheting mechanism. Yeah. Okay. So undo both of those. Yeah, we can move the microphone so it, you know, we don't want the microphone to get in the way of actual work. Mr. Mike Arfoon. Hey, good looking. So yeah, don't take them all the way off, but just loosen them enough that we can back that stuff off. And then do the same there with the front one. Can you see where the screw is for the front one? Right here. Okay, excellent. That's a good sign they're both pointing at you. It means the last person that took it apart wasn't... Go the wrong way. Mean to you. No, he said it's a ratcheter. I turned I turn that off. Oh, gotcha. All right. I was just oh, you're just going to pop the fuel line right now? Let me put a rag under it. <clears throat> yeah, it's been on there for a while. Yeah, it's while. been on there for a minute. I'm going to just go out on a limb and say this car's probably never been off this bike. All right, cool. And 19 gallons of gas didn't come out, so I I'm happy about that. I believe. Shot. Oh, you can just take that up, yeah. Got that one in the back there. Oh, does it? Yeah. I did this one. This one. Oh, you did both. Okay. Yeah. You know what? It does, John. Does it? Okay. I can't believe okay. it, but it does. They usually just have a rubber thing up there. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. We don't really need a whole lot of it, so yeah, we're cool. Just to make life a little bit easier. All right. Now, be careful when thought. you twist it a whole heck of a lot, because if you twist it sideways, it just, will dump all of its contents out on you. Can we just pull? It Directly well, we can, but we're going to have a, a situation with the cables. Mm -hmm. So with these ones, you can take the uh, cap out of it. You can unscrew the cap, and the slide will stay with the motorcycle, but the carburetor will come off. Yep. Do you want to take those off? Well, I mean, hey, if you want to. I think they're just 10 mils, aren't they? Can you grab a ratchet right there? Yeah, let's do that. So Johnny Chrome is actually removing the front bolts and the gas tanks. We're going to take the gas tank off completely to give us a little more clearance, make you, it a little easier to see. Usually when you at the back, when you see a rubber strap... Quick disconnect, yeah. Usually the front just has a couple of rubber pucks and it slides, slides right over it. I mean, Dustin, you want to... Or, no. 
John, John's on it. Good. I've done this before. Once, oh, yeah. Once or twice. Yeah, I've seen this done. I figured this would be a fun one because we it was a mystery bike. And it's a single cylinder. So next week we'll do the six cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We'll try oh, out CBX. I, I thought I was going to get to revisit the teaching days, and once it runs good, I thought I was going to be able to bug it for you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't know what you're talking about, Val, 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 Well, my customer brings this in, and he says it's sluggish, <laughs> yeah. and it makes a little noise, and I, I, back the t- I bought the timing a tooth. Oh, sure. And just Oh, like, God. It's That's cruel. <laughs> that is cruel, because if it got off a tooth, it would have made noise getting there. But it, Are we taking but, this all the way off? So let's pull the tank off first just to give you visibility to how the... So this is something I always... This is one of my favorite things. Every carburetor is different, unique, and special. And what you'll learn is as you're working with, uh, as you're working with other types of bikes, you'll find some carburetors have a roller mechanism on it. Do you want me to take a picture? Let's just take an overhead picture of Dustin and his gassy hands. His gassy lassie. Make it look like he's doing something. Right. Okay. On this particular <laughs> on this particular carb, what we've got is we've got a fuel inlet hose that we've left attached. This one on the back, which really does nothing. That's a dump. Then okay. there was this one. And then this so one is... Went down to here. That one should go into a vacuum. Yeah, that one yep. right That there. one goes right in there. That's a vacuum hose. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we've got the um, enrichener. Which in this one is probably actually an enrichener, mm-hmm. not a choke, it because it is not operating a yep. uh, guillotine or a right. butterfly. It's literally pulling. When you pull this lever right here, even though it has a picture of a choke on the lever, it isn't actually choking. It is opening up an additional gas circuit. So getting, we're instead of choking it the other way, we're choking it this way. Um, so do you have a 13 or 14 millimeter wrench so we can knock this uh, enrichener out of here? And then you unscrew the top of the carburetor. At the top of the carburetor, oh, there you go. You can unscrew it. That's the money shot. And when you unscrew it, that'll allow you to drop the carburetor off the slide. Now, specific um, slides only do go in one way, and it, the slide, the needle which rides in the slide, is held in place by this monster spring and a clip assembly. That if you lose any of these components, do not put the bike back together again. Because you won't, you will be unhappy. It's probably a fourteen. It's either, it's either. Which you know what Sparky's got in his toolbox. Hey, yeah. it's a nine sixteenth, so it's perfect. Yeah. Well, okay, and with this one, you basically put the nine sixteenths on it, and you try to give it a wrap, and that'll free it up. This one happens to be metal. It is metal. Many, it is metal. many oh, off-road oh, machines plastic. They use plastic that right. is about as strong as warm butter. Yeah, yeah. So we say it has a Rockwell hardness of Velvia. Yeah. And uh, anything like that. So now this comes out as well. Yep. You'll see Careful a little needle on there. Okay. Plunger. Don't let any of these items fly away. Okay, now we got the carburetor. So let's find a dog bowl or something like that. We can put the carburetor in, and so we can take the carburetor apart. So, we got anything that resembles a, a gasoline-safe bowl? Or a pan, just so we're not working. Yeah, everything over there is uh, paint-related, ah. so I want to keep gasoline away from that we if possible. use this to... That's my old coffee mug. Well, I... <laughs> this, this is what happens when you leave your shit around the shop. Buy a pencil, sir. Drag the <laughs> Buy a there pencil. you screws. I'll get out of here sooner or later. Big giant cowboy. This is from the Wild Bills 2002 rally. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so once again, carburetor. 
Now we're gonna take a look and see what jets are involved. So we're gonna need to have that JIS screwdriver again. Did this come out of Sparky's toolbox? Yes. Okay, cool. Let's hang on to that. That's, that's not JS, but that's a really good bit. All right, we're gonna find work. out. It'll work. Just push oh, it in. Oh boy! Oh, these are well, nice and loose. Yeah, boy. I'll tell you. Wow. Oh, boy. I don't know if she's married, but she's been there before. Oh man. Not like a German virgin who's good and tight. It's like a hot dog down a hallway over here. The uh, this is not a. These are not factory. Like I'm, I'm telling you, these are 100% not factory installed fasteners. Okay, well, and now, maybe that 10 year old kid was at work after. Here, John. All right, I'm handing the screws to John. I am paying special attention to, as I pull them out, note that they are all the same 15, 10 to 15 millimeter, relatively the same length so far. And if there's gonna be one that's gonna be short, I'm gonna to wanna to pay attention to that. So when it comes time to reassemble, I don't end up with the short screw I'm not catching threads. <laughs> if you're ever putting a screw in and you see threads coming out the other side, that's probably where the short screw went. They're all the same. Okay. Good. There you go. As with any, I mean, it seems like a simple thing, but the most important thing isn't, the most important thing isn't, have you done this 20 times? Right. The most important thing isn't your uh, plethora of tools. Right. The most important thing is just paying attention to the way something comes apart. Hallelujah. And making sure it's correct Hallelujah. and making sure it goes back together the way it came apart, if it were correct. Okay. Good news. It's not full of green. Surprising. Oh, how's the gasket? It, well, don't pick at it. It's like a, it's like a four-day-old scab, man. Don't pick at it. Okay, so when we look down here, and it is remarkably clean. I'm going to tell you that I really thought for sure this would be an oatmeal factory in here. And what I'm seeing is, cannot read the fucking jet from this angle. But... So, <laughs> You're going to need a microscope. Yeah, we are. So on this carburetor, on the bottom, by the main... Jet, there is a plastic dish that has four little tiny holes in it. And uh, John, do you have any idea why there's a plastic dish on this that has four little tiny holes in it? It's a baffle. It's to keep the gas when you're when you're out motocrossing. Yep. To keep the waves from getting in the getting in your way. So we're going to do the uh, the, the handy mag secret weapon here. We're going to take a photograph of this so that later on, after we've taken the parts and put the parts in other places we can put them back in the correct places. So we just take a real quick photo of it. Kachank. Very clever, these Croats. And kachank, and there she goes. All right, so that's how that goes. Now we want to physically look at that and we want to see what size jet it is. Now, even with the safety squints on, I can't get right down in there. Can you see it? Mugs, can you see? 105. Yeah, it's 501. Oh, wait. Wait. <laughs> it, ain't one, it ain't 501, I'll tell you it's that. 50, it's a 501 main, guys. All right. 501 blues. So, <laughs> it's a 501 main. So it, actually what that means is obviously I'm reading it upside down. It's a 105. And uh, it just happens to be one of those numbers. Take a look. So go ahead and take a look. Do you see where the number 105 is with your young? Yeah. No, oh, so you, you have so much hope and faith in the world that you can still see clearly. Um, the rest of us, well, not I so much. Well, I can't see this thing over oh, there. Oh, you've got a the... giant, giant doctor's <laughs> lamp over there. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. You can see all of it. Okay, so what we're going to do real quick with this is we're going to pop the jets out of here. So do we have a, a flathead screwdriver? This is for the main. Excellent. Thank you very much. So we're going to pop the main out first. And now here's the trick with these. The main 
is sitting in a jet holder, and the jet holder is actually an atomizer. So you Which want to also be, has a tube. Yes, correct. And you do want to be careful with it. Uh, you, when you unscrew the main jet, the atomizer tube will come with it many times. Oh, look at you. You went and got an 8 millimeter? It's an 8. Yeah, it's an 8 on this one. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, my Cooney. All right. Mission my Cooney, boss. All right. So you hold it with the 8, and then you unscrew it with the set with the mm -hmm. flathead, and then you be very careful not to drop yonder parts into yonder motorcycle. Um, I like to use the float bowl as my handy-dandy parts tray so they don't get too far away from me. Okay, you pull your main out. We know that we have a 110 on order, but just the same, um, Johnny Cochran is going to go look in our plethora of jets, and he's going to... Oh, cool, dude. You brought me over I this use yellow bin. Like this. It has <laughs> a lid on it. It's a, it's a bin with a lid, and yeah. it has four compartments. Yeah, it's cool. I break that out when doing four-cylinder rack of carbs. It's like the pill decanter, like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday thing for a hypochondriac. <laughs> it's fucking gigantic. Yeah. Can you see if we have a, a big-headed, a big-round 110 in our world? And if we have the requisite pilot... Um, wait, let me give you the pilot, too. I don't too. think we have a... Uh, here, you have, this you have is for the pilot. Oh. So oh. John shows up, and he hands me this beautiful skinny screwdriver... That gets right down in the hole and grabs that pilot like a god Club. wanted to be there. A cabinet or closet screwdriver? Yeah. I can't remember the term, but there's a special name for it. So I have a little one of these that is a um, that will hold the screws because the the blade is cut and mm -hmm. there's a spring tension on it. I have one of those. Oh, they're so cool. All right. So this is the one we said should be a 17.5. Bring on the young kid in the world. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. In, in a month of Sundays, I couldn't read this one. Okay, Tegan, you're up. Go ahead. See what number is on there. I'll I know what it's supposed to be, so I'm not, but I'm not going to tell you because that will influence your decision. Is it 815? Or maybe a 515? Something 15. Well, the good news is you got the 15. So this bike did come stock with a 15 Pilot. And uh, so because we had a 105 main and a 15 pilot, all information which I gleaned by going on the internet and downloading the service manual. Okay, so I had all the, the pertinent data. So we're OEM. So you're going to hand both of these to Johnny Chrome. And Johnny Chrome's going to go see if he can find... No way in hell I'm going to produce a 17.5. I, I was going to say, if you produce... my drill bit set up. Please, well... Which I don't like to do that. We don't like to, yeah, okay. Um, the, the concept that he's talking about is if you take... If you're ultimately going down and dirty, the reason we're talking about opening up these orifices, or orify, is <laughs> orify. The, the EPA in their infinite wisdom thought it was better off to make this bike run super duper lean and therefore clean, rather than for you to have any fun with it. So anecdotally, if you open up these passageways in the carburetor and you drill some holes in the airbox... You should never make a modification to allow more fuel in unless you're also letting more air in. And this will create a balanced environment where you're getting, where you're matching your air-fuel mixture. As you go up with your fuel, you need to go up with your air, too. It's like yoga. Stoichiometric, man. It's stoichiometric. Balancing your system. Right. <laughs> We're balancing all over the place. <laughs> the, what, I'll balance the fuck out of this shit. The easiest way would be to open by putting some holes in the air box... But be careful you don't put holes in the air box on the other side from where the filter is. So then air that's unfiltered is getting into the system. 
you only want to modify your air box on the dirty air side. So when you put the air filter in, the air box as such, okay, you see the way it's cut, the angle for it, yeah. so it matches the air box. So when you slide it in the correct direction, you have this area, which is all dirty air, and then you have everything in front of it, which is clean air. So you never want to put a penetration into the air box on the clean air side. You do it on the dirty air side. The easiest way is usually to look at the air box lid and punch some holes in there. A lot of guys, too, they'll take this, what's called a snorkel assembly. There's a rubber, rubber snorkel up here. Okay. The idea behind having the snorkel mounted at such a high point on the bike is theoretically you could go through water that deep and the water couldn't enter the bike until it goes up over the snorkel. The snorkel is very, very high. I mean, it's literally at ball level. So if we yeah, drill... your ass would be underwater. Your ass would literally be underwater, yeah. So <laughs> if we drilled holes in the side of this airbox, what's happening is we're essentially taking four inches away from the fording depth of this bike. This bike could no longer go through as deep a water, but who the fuck cares? We're not planning on using it as a submarine. So we're going to put holes in the airbox door. So it's a, I've not heard the words Eureka or holy shit, I found it yet. So I think we're probably going to, we may end up waiting a few days for the, the finishing up of this job just to, to prove a point that we can put the right stuff. Oh man, that's so, that's a bad sound. So the, uh, so far so good. That's cool. Luke's going to come in tomorrow and be like, what the fuck? No, we're going to move, we're going to put this all out of the way. No, what Luke's going to be is going to look on this and go, oh, oh, dirt bike, dirt bike. <laughs> That's nothing, true. nothing makes me happier than about 125 to 200 cc dirt bike. There's nothing that says fun better than what's sitting right here in front of us. This bike is going to give us thousands of very anemic wheelies. Yeah. No, this is wheelie practice. This bike. is a wheelie practice bike. If ever there was one, I'm, I couldn't. Oh, and, be... and, and it has a headlight. It no, it does not have a headlight. It has an yeah. LED work light zip tied to the front of the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, that does not count as being a headlight. But we can put a rig on it. I did see today on eBay where there's an actual purpose-built rig that feeds off of the stator it's that you can buy for this. That for like 180 bucks, you can put a headlight and a taillight on this thing. Here. Now it ain't something, something. it ain't light, street light. legal. Were there still electrons in there? Yeah. Oh really? So those AA batteries a, aren't truly pooched yet. The zip ties might be on too. Yeah. Tight. Okay. So I, I kind of I kind of figured as much. I have only produced fail. That's okay. That's fine. Okay. So why don't we get the uh, jets back and we'll pop them back in? Oh, you know what? While we're here, let's yep. give her a good cleaning. Since we're here, we're playing the game. Since we've all since we've all showed up. Okay. So. When the carburetor's out, then you've got a couple of different screws. Now, on this bike, on this bike, there's a screw, a very strange-looking screw, that is segregated and outside of the float bowl. It goes straight up into the passageway where the um, air-fuel mixture goes into the motorcycle. So this is on the intake motorcycle side, or engine side, and there's this big freaking screw. And it's kind of weird. Um, even to people who know motorcycles, this screw is kind of fucking bizarro. Well, this screw is your air-fuel mixture screw, and it is actually a fuel screw. So the more this screw is unscrewed, the more fuel gets into the system, so the more fuel gets into the mix. Did so you have then, to measure how far down it was? No. You, uh, actually, the factory says 2.5 turns out is a good place for it to be, okay. and you got to be careful because sometimes, just Should keep an eye, there could be a spring in there. There should be a yeah, should be a spring, yep. a small washer, and a very small. You got it, baby. But you know what? I'm looking in here and I'm not seeing any of that shit that I just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Now, John is getting uh, compressed oh, air ready, and uh, which scares me because that usually precipitates small metal parts shooting across the garage floor. Okay. Yep. I'm not seeing it. I think this one might just be an O-ring. Because it's, a, see the shaft is a very long, this is a very long machine shaft. Right. And it's the world's micro-fine threads. What's holding? Show, uh, oh, gravity. No, that should hit a... No, I'm telling you, I don't think there is one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I know that I want there to be one there. But it's kind of fallen to experience. I don't think there's usually anything. ones that do, usually a, a fuel screw that does not have right. a uh, spring yeah. to keep it from backing out yeah. will have an O-ring no yeah. to keep it from backing. I think out. that if we look close, close enough in there, you're going to see an O-ring. In fact, oh, I there's can an O-ring way down in yeah, there. I can see mm -hmm. it. It ain't going to be fun to get that one out. All right, so let's get the mixer tube out. There's the mixer tube. All right, and then same thing. Every time you pull one of these out, you're looking for air to. You're looking through light pass through it. If you can't get light passing through it, you want to use a bristle from a brass brush. That's about as many BRs as I can give you. But if you use a bristle out of a brass brush, it won't harm these brass jets and jet holders. And always look at the holes on the side. Yeah, buddy. Yep. There's, there's all these little holes on uh, the yeah. side. Now, once you pull you that those. seat out or that holder, which is what your main jet, your uh, needle goes into, you're going to want to flip the carb again to make sure that there's not, on some of them, it'll have a little cap, um, a little cap that sits, that the needle sits into, and it'll be in there and it'll pop out in your hands. Now, in this case, there isn't one because when you screw this holder all the way in, you'll actually see it in the intake path. Um, it'll be looking at you. So they say, you're going to try and get that thing out, that O-ring? You are. No, because what's going to happen is we're going to touch it, and it's bad things are going to happen. And once again, you'll be picking at it. Okay. Right. I'd rather not pick at it. And then we didn't see it leaking like everybody said it was going to leak. Mm -mm. Yeah. I really, really thought it would be leaking, but it wasn't leaking. So do we just, do you think we had to run forward and just say, fuck it, let's not even inspect the float needle? No, let's inspect the float needle. Okay, so the float needle is held in place by a little hinge pin that sometimes you get lucky and they are one way, sometimes they are both ways. You put that little sucker out, doop, and now this is a real good point to lose things. Right there? Lose, yeah. lose the shit out of that thing. Alright, and then always hold the carburetor straight up and down, lift it out carefully, don't put any pressure on it, and then inspect the tip, which is going to fall right off right now. I'll make it fall off. There we go. Okay. So if you see any gasoline inside your plastic floats, um, those, are, those are bad at that point. So, so now what we're going to do is we're actually going to look at the tip of the float needle. And holy shit, this thing looks perfect. So when a float needle is bad... That. Okay, that was, that was coincidental. Was that? that was you tapping over that bottle with your foot. Oh. Okay. So what you do is you look around the rubber tip. Now on most... Giggity. Yeah, on most motorcycles, there there won't be a rubber tip. There'll be a brass tip, and it'll sit. It'll be metal, and it'll be sitting in a metal, um, a brass seat. On a lot of bikes, two strokes and smaller carburetor bikes, you'll see a rubber tip. If you can see a distinct ring around the rubber tip, then that one is shit. It'll probably leak. I can see just the very beginnings of a ring around this one, so probably not too terrible. So I'm feeling confident today, and once again, this is a $0 motorcycle, so in the interest of fun, I'm going to go ahead and 
put pop it back in. Now this these little suckers, this is just a spastics dream right here. Because I will drop these every time. Okay, before I put the float back in, hang on a second. Okay. Oh, you're gonna have some fun with the. Uh, I was just gonna use carb cleaner, but what we do? <laughs> what we do? Put on your safety glasses. On safety glasses here. I'm, yep. gonna have it. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot this way. Okay. So what John's gonna do is he's gonna shoot. I uh, systematically go through and I okay. This is the main well. This should come up the middle. That'll squirt into Christmas eyes. <laughs> Yep. yep. Roger so that. Up the Came middle. right at the top. Excellent. Right. So he's shooting into each hole. There's one that shoots right back into your face. It's my favorite. This is the. Yep. That one supplies the enrichener. Yep. And basically, what you do. The good news is they're they're kind of on the side where they should be, where your brain wants them to. Be. This one's going to shoot back out the other hole at your face. Shoot out this yep. one or that primary. One. Yep. And the card reader stuff, yes. Yeah, so the, the Yep. That came out the pilot. Yep. yep. And, and this one should anything you shoot anything you shoot carb cleaner in should go somewhere else. If it doesn't go somewhere else, you got a blocked passageway. Yep, yep, yep. These are all went through. Now if it was dirty or you had something that wasn't gonna go good, uh, ultrasonic cleaners are fantastic. They're great. That's enough. Yeah. So we're gonna shoot a little bit of air through there. As I'm doing this, I've got okay, my index go. finger down her hole. Correct. As I'm doing this, I'm feeling to see where the air is coming out. Is right. it coming out the main well? Is it coming out uh, if I use my other finger and cover the, uh, the enrichener? Yeah. You know, does it come out the port in the side like right. it should? Use your thumb and cover the uh, idle uh, air right. or fuel air mixture. Yep. Cover that one, and that one should come out. Yep. Right. So yep. these, the idea is you're just physically com confirming, not just by looking, but by feeling. Every hole that's in a carburetor actually does go somewhere else. There's a reason there's a hole there. There's a reason they went to all the trouble machining. Yep. You're, you're, and they're all little habitats. You're basically literally, you're literally tracing the passages to mm -hmm. make sure that air yep. and carb cleaner. If any one of them, them is blocked, the bike won't run right. I mean, it's, it's real simple. It's a guaranteed fail. All right, so since we're here. So then we get the, uh, the artisanal job of uh, hand loading. Come on, baby. Oh, 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 oh there she goes. Nice. Oh, she go. Come on. You know what? Since I since Pretend I she's clean shaven. Since since I quit smoking, I really having a hard time doing these things. <laughs> All right, can somebody give me the uh, main jet holder? Thank you. Main jet holder. The emulsion tube. The did emulsion we look, tube. Did we hold it up and make sure it was. Yeah, we did. All right. Dustin cool. Dustin satisfied mm -hmm. all of his desires. Made sure it was good. <laughs> just uh, to once again, you. when you put it in, just a snug, not like you're not tw twelve foot pounds, just a snug. All right. Can I have the? Pilot screw. Oh, you got the you got the jet things. What you want to do with yeah, these there things? You go. Find a light, hold it up, and believe it or not. But I already told you... him about the brass bristle brush. Oh, okay, well. This is if you're fancy and you have extra money laying around. Once you've done this a couple times, <laughs> the eye will actually get trained. And you, when you hold this up, believe it or not, I know it's fucking tiny. It's it's. It what, is. What is what are these things? Three times the thickness of a human hair. Yeah, seven thousandths, eight thousandths, whatever. Yeah. Believe it or not, after you've done this a million times, 
You hold up to the light, and your eye will be able to tell you if it's a round hole or not. <laughs> I'm serious. Do you see a perfect... When you hold it up to the light, yeah, yeah, do yeah. you see a perfectly round white... I don't even see a hole. Well, then. That's why i got to use brass bristle brushes. But, let me try to look. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that hole is so small that I have to look for physical proof of something going through it. I can't see light now, through those. If you can't see through it, hold... Pilot jets. Around. They're right. real small. They're real small. The hole should be a perfectly round dot. Now, that is the best thing in the world if you're going to view a solar eclipse. I like use it. that. Look through a pilot <laughs> jet. It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. You Bus. can see it? Did you see it? I did. You saw it? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, yeah I can barely see it. Like, you, he see. says... I can see through it. You can see through yeah. it? Yeah. See, I can Braggers. see... Braggers. <laughs> a 17-year-old can see I can see a touch of light, like literally a touch, a sliver of light, but the concept of him like, hey, you can tell if it's round or not. Yeah, My ass. I can't. I can barely tell it's, it's light. Fuzzier for me, okay. But I can, <laughs> I can barely tell it's light. But the hole or the your ass? The both. All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> there ain't nothing getting That's any clearer. Fuzzier. Any, any of those directions. Everything I got is either getting clearer, <laughs> is getting fuzzier or saggier. Uh, yeah. Well, it's something. Okay. Can I have the? Both. Because now, granted, we are going to change the main jet in this motorcycle. Okay. We are. But for now, what we've done is we've made sure that our carburetor works correctly. And as you could see, it wasn't a big, giant, hairy pain in the ass to get to where this is. This is really easy. With three experienced mechanics. Just hovering over it. Done this well, yeah, but the idea time, being, so. this is something that it doesn't get any harder than, than what this is. It's a single carburetor. It's just like, if you have a four carburetor system, there's just four of these. What gets difficult is getting to where they fucking are. Mm-hmm. That's where the problem is. When you have an air box that the, is this an interference one was nice and easy. Of course, yeah. That's why we chose the spike to be the like the testing. Come on, man. <laughs> stack the deck here. Okay. All right. So let's go in here and let's get our air fuel mixture screw. Okay. Air fuel mixture screw. Whoop. Put this in. Okay. Now, only because I know, because I read the manual ahead of time, the uh, this air fuel mixture screw goes 2.5 turns back from. Uh, zeroed out. So here's the trick with these. Your tendency is going to want to go, oh, from zeroed out, from bottom, two and a half turns out from bottom. I want to really make sure that fucker's in the bottom. Don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. To minimize minimize torque, when you get to the point where it's literally starting to give you any resistance at all, switch from the handle, which gives you like an inch foot-pound, down to the shaft, which gives you a quarter-inch foot-pound. When you switch to the shaft and you are pinching the shaft, Giggity. <laughs> and that feels tight. That is as tight as you ever need be because you're probably, if you're going to go Thank tighter, you, Dr. Ruth. If you're going to use the, uh, if you're going to use the handle, if you're going to use the handle, you will probably deform the seat. Okay. So now we're in. That's zero. Then I'm going to come back a half, one and a half, two. Now you'll see how sloppy that is. Not good. Something wrong there. Well, That's either it's supposed to have a spring or a, a better O-ring or something. And we're gonna we're gonna look at a picture of that. Okay, so we're gonna look at a picture of that real quick. Uh, while these guys are talking, I'm gonna go parts and diaphragm. look at the parts diaphragm. Di- exactly. Diaphragm. Parts Di- diaphragm. Diaphragm. diaphragram. Diaphragm. All right. So you so got now, me thinking about Dr. Roos. Say, hey, uh, do you think there's any way we could get whatever gas is out of that gas tank out of the gas tank? Yeah. Put some fresh gas in while I'm while I'm looking at the parts diaphragm. The uh, just so we're not wasting time. 
the Zipot diaphragm. Hey, how cool is it that that thing started on the first kick? Yeah. Pretty awesome. I know that I kicked it at the shop five or six times. Just here, when the guy brought it in, I kicked it five or six times. And there was no chance of anything happening based on that black, black spark plug. We're going to use that to put in the enrichment. Aw, and, and now we own it. What's that? I said, and now we own it. Well, yeah, we own it. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, hey, um, that's what happens when somebody likes the money in their wallet more than the dirt bike in their garage. And the kid that owns the dirt bike was, is long gone. All right. So uh, this one was actually really easy to find. Sometimes the parts diagrams or the parts manuals um, aren't really easy to get or they want you to pay real honest money for them. This one was, a, I was able to find this actually from YamahaMotor.com. The only thing that they have is they have a security locked out so you can't print it. They don't want you to print them out and give them to your friends. But not the Yamaha Motorcycle Company was nice enough to put this manual for free online. So uh, that's kind of cool. And it's a really good. I mean, this is 300 pages of maintenance tips for the motorcycle. And if we decide to do other projects, we might go further into this manual. But it tells you every bleeping little thing about this bike and how to maintain it. It doesn't leave anything to the imagination. The, uh, and it is a, it is a kind of a fun little bike. So, uh, anybody else can you think of anything? Oh, hey Dustin. Yeah. Let's. Why don't we uh, tighten up those two uh, nuts that are missing from the exhaust header? Oh yeah, what's up with that? Hey, what is up with that? That's a damn good question. But you know what I know for a fact? They're supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah, they definitely are. Right. I don't even need the parts manual to know that there's supposed to be nuts there. Good. So yeah. I don't need a parts manual to know where my nuts should be. Do you know what we didn't take apart on the carburetor is we didn't take apart the enrichener. But I'm feeling I'm feeling saucy. Those eights or tens. Uh probably ten millimeter. God damn it. Yeah, you're right. The uh boy John, I gotta tell you, I'm looking at this manual and I'm not seeing anything in the way of a uh in the way of uh, a tightening device on the pilot screw, on the uh, air fuel mixture screw. Which is really weird. Yeah, that is weird. In the parts manual in this diagram, oh, oh. Hold on, we might have something here. I think we got something. Part number 18. Oh boy. See what I'm seeing, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? All the items that we talked about. Every single item we mentioned. Way out. And there ain't none of them there. Wanna make sure there's not two different covers This manual covers several bikes. Jeez. Pilot air screw. Refer to removal point. This has been backed out for a long time. Alright, that's cool. Alright, so. <coughs> Just some ACF 50 or something? Huh? What's that? Just some ACF 50 or something? Sure. These screws have been backed out forever. Okay, alright. These threads are 
Are they are they bolts or all the? Uh... Yeah, the bolts. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, you betcha. Just... Oh yeah. The threads are all fuckered up. Handyman secret weapon, ACF 50. Use the noodle or you use too much. There you go. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Okay, and so we're looking at sure as shit. Yeah, there you go. That's the one. Don't have a washer. I don't think I'm worried about that. But what I am worried about is will it still get to the bottom of the travel? Yeah. Uh. If you ever can't find that spring, but you know it needs to be X number of turns out, you can use a little Teflon tape. So like if you've taken the carburetor apart on the side of the road, and that spring has jumped out of the carburetor, and it's now in the gravel somewhere, and you can't figure out where the fuck it is, Teflon tape actually holds up Look at the that. gasoline. So, Chip, what about it? It's supposed to be there. What about it? It's supposed to be there. Okay. And it's... <laughs> And it wasn't. Well, yeah, I know that because yeah. the damn nuts are in the way. Yeah, they put the, at least they put the nuts back on. I can't believe the exhaust was actually in this bike. Well, I mean, yeah, I, it, how it's a mystery. Yeah, yeah, it is a mystery. But at some point, somebody took those out, and I'm wondering if remember if we do take the story that the customer told us that somebody worked on the bike. <laughs> well. Some okay. guy rebuilt the head and it just hasn't worked right since. Was that the story? Was yeah. that the way it came in? Okay. Yeah. Well, then what do we got? Do you see any RTV on the head gaskets? I see nothing. Okay, but we do see the exhaust wasn't hooked up correctly. We do have a carburetor that I'd call far too clean for a bike from 2003. And there's missing parts. And the carburetor's missing parts. So, yeah, somebody's only been one in. part. But right, but it's still a part. It's, it's a very important part yeah, because without the spring, right. the screw is free to let vibration. And move also, it. without the spring, as we took the carburetor apart, that air fuel mixture screw was bottomed out. It was completely closed, which means that it's getting less gasoline in the mix than it should at idle. Yeah, it means it's getting theoretically no idle fuel. No idle fuel, right. And that's going to cause the bike to just not want to idle at all. And if you ever get a bike that doesn't want to idle at all, that should be the very first place you check because a lot of people trying to be helpful will attack a motorcycle with a bunch of screwdrivers and they'll go, look, I found a loose screw on the side of my carburetor and I tightened it all the way in. You did. Congratulations. Now your bike won't idle. And the idle screw is the other screw that people tend to tighten all the way in, which actually raises the position of the uh, slider in the carburetor, which means that the bike will always be at a high idle. So, and you can fight air fuel versus uh, your slider position, your idle adjuster versus your air fuel mixture screw. And it, it's only right once. It's down in there, and remember to get the mixer cup thingy thingy. And this, this is why yeah. fuel injection. This is why fuel injection. And this is the simple, you can't get more simple than this. This is Uno single solitary side draft carburetor. I mean, short of paying a monkey to sit on the intake manifold with a can of starting fluid and just shoot it in the barrel every so often, this is the easiest way to get benzene into the inside of the booms. One stupid little thing that I always do. Yeah. Your overflow? Yeah. Yeah. Not never a bad idea. Yeah, there's usually a brass tube sticking up inside yep. a float bowl. Yep. 
with some form of nipple on the bottom. Right. Usually hooked to a hose. Yeah, it's usually hooked to a hose. And what it is, is if the float overflows and fuel comes up to a level higher than it should be, right. it will go into yonder tube and run out. As opposed to going flooding your ground. Right. If it floods your cylinder, make you... Make sure it's clear. Yeah. Make sure it's clear and make sure it's not cracked. Yay. If it's cracked, it will leak halfway down. So then your float bowl... Sorry. Your float bowl will never... Your knees. You just left your knees under really lift. Bad. You know, we're, you're literally... You were, you were crouching next to a lift. Ha! I'm going to appreciate the irony there for a second. <laughs> the uh, of crouching next to a lift. Yes, tiger. Crouching. <laughs> crouching tiger. Crouching tiger. Near a lift. Uh, where's the global screws? Oh, you give them to me. Ah, ah. Yeah, they're yours, sir. That's your problem there, John. Yeah. Yeah. So the. So is that exhaust all secure now? Yeah. That Fan. should be good now. All right. Yeah. Now that the proper bracket is on it. Well, and this is a great thing where you can take a situation where, because a motorcycle wasn't running correctly, I might even run better now with that actually secured. We properly. got it for free, right? Yeah. Uh, let's do, since we're here, uh, let's, Tegan, look underneath that motorcycle and see if you can find a drain bolt. A bolt that should be pointing at the ground. And probably right here. Oil. If it's, Probably that. Yep, I think John is right. Come on over to this side. You'll see a you'll see a bolt looking at you. See that one? Yeah. yeah. So take that out and let's put a dog bowl underneath it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You definitely have to have a bowl in there. Let's get a. Do you guys have a metal dog bowl? Because that's gonna. Oh no, 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 uh, it's it's it should be 17 millimeter pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. no, that's smaller. That's 15. So what we're going to do now is we're going to drain the oil that was in the bike out of it because, once again, we didn't put it in, so we don't know how old it is. And so there's a series of wrenches or sockets over here. How so, much oil is it supposed to have in it? Oh, good darn question. It should uh, say it should on the, side, say of the, the side of the motor. Look, usually it's by where the dipstick is. <laughs> Jinx. Yep. All right. It takes one thousand centimeters cubed. Okay, that's that's one liter. That's a liter. Yep, that's one liter. Right. Well, it'll have less than that. This takes a whole liter. This takes a liter, unless the fuel tank is just like a buddy. Yeah, just like a buddy one twenty-five. Oh yeah. Hey, then it could have more. Top tech tip: If you take your drain plug out, if you remove your drain plug, and you know that the motor is supposed to contain a liter of oil. And you get like a gallon out, and it smells like gasoline. You have problems. Uh, yeah. So what they're doing is they're draining. They're taking the, uh, they're taking the drain plug out. What I'm doing is I'm opening up the dipstick hole so it doesn't vapor lock. So the oil comes out of the oil ex, uh, exit. Oh, home run! It's okay. Happens to all of us. Yep. <laughs> if I had a nickel. That's where I use the uh, the technique of holding the wrench on with one hand and using my hand as a club. The, I the flesh impact driver. I, I, he's learning. He'll learn. Oh yeah. He'll I, I go straight to the hammer. <laughs> Immediately to the hammer. Yeah. All right. Because you know I I lost feeling in like my right palm. Why don't you hand Woo! me the carburetor and molasses? I'll, I'll hang the carburetor oh, while you guys geez. are playing with oil. I think that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Me, me thinks a there's not very much of it. Right. Exactly. Uh, yep. There's not a whole lot. No, there's not a whole lot. 
There's not a whole lot. Oh, you already got it. Yep. When I stood the bike up and uh, presenced the oil, I was able to get it to read on the dipstick from a vertical position. But mm -hmm. it, you're right, there ain't a hell of a lot. Now, as you're doing this, um, now normally the spark plug would still be out of the bike, but you can kick the motor over a couple of cycles, and that'll help get the uh, oil that's up in the top lubricating the valves to move down. So, not a big deal. But what we can see from this oil is, uh, well, it's dark. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to run a magnet through it once it all comes out, and we're going to jam a magnet yeah, in the hole. I was just going to say, grab a magnet. Yep. Does, the, does the drain plug have a magnet on the end of it, Tegan? Or is it just a Interesting. bolt? Uh, Interesting. It looks to be just a bolt. Just yeah. be a bolt. So you can grab a magnet on a stick. Yep, yep. On, on a, a stick. stick. <laughs> a magnet on a stick. And it never gets old. <laughs> the, uh, yes, it does. It gets quite old. All right. And I'm going to go ahead. And since we're going to, at some point, we know that we're when we do the mod, when we do the jet mod, which we'll do next week when we have our jets, we'll do our jet mod next week and we'll adjust our valves next week. So that'll be the next step in the podcast. We'll be Valve Adjustmonte. Part two. Part two. Whoa. Yeah. And we'll also raise the needle. Um, hear tell, these things run better if you raise the needle. So, good stuff. But we're not stopping this baby until there's proof of life today. Adjust this chain. <laughs> oh, yeah. The chain's going to get adjusted. We're going to go through... It is a dirt bike, so it's going to be more than your average 25 is, to 30. It is actually... Measured in inches, and it's one. It's up to forty-five millimeters of slack. This is like inch and a yeah. quarter. They said two. Yeah, two Ooh. in the manual. Can live with two. Okay. Twenty what? Twenty? Yeah, I guess whatever. Twenty-five. All right. Twenty-five. So you can check this out. One. See the way this thing's held in there? It's a real cool Lego project. This deal goes in there. Okay. Check that out. And then this guy slides all the way up there, and then it goes back in, and that's how it holds oh, it all together. Right. Freaking genius. This is the float. I mean, this is literally this slider. It always amazed me how well these work. Like, how, like, what, who came up with that? It's freaking cool. And uh, so, when your slider is in, you're going to see this side, this notch on the side. This is your idle adjustment screw. So, on the side of this carburetor, there's this screw right here on the side. Yeah. And when you screw that screw in, it interfaces with that weird 45 degree angle cut on the side of the slide and will raise the slide up. The more you jam the screw in, the more the slide goes up. Which means the more gas and air That's comes right. in and, and if you, raises yeah. your idle. Exactly. If you're, if you're so, and what we're gonna do is I'm gonna inspect that by pulling the spring back up again. Okay, do this deal. Gonna pull the spring up, which is gonna reveal the edge of the throttle, uh, what do you call it, the cable. throttle cable. And it's got a little uh, soldered on lead tip at the end and if that breaks when a throttle cable breaks it either breaks right there or up here where it goes through the bend that's where it will break and it's good to be handy at getting these on and off if you have to you can loosen all the slack out of your throttle cable up here and tie a little itty baby knot in the bottom of that where the thread where the lead tip used to be and it will go into that and you'll still be able to get home and it is G-A-F ghetto as fuck it's there it is. <laughs> Usually goes right in my eyeball. Jesus, Clint. so that I'm one. You take a look. Shop and go. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Oh Jesus! Oh, There's going to be a little that. baby spring in there. Okay, got that? Yeah. Okay, and that actually keeps the needle from jumping around. And so we're going to take the needle. We're going to slide the needle out, and we're going to see whether or not the needle actually has slots in it. So if the needle has slots in it, then you can raise the needle by putting the C clip 
into a different slot, which will cause the needle to ride higher in the slide, which will then let more gasoline past when the carb is in an open position. Now, when I was reading one of the, like, how to tune these bikes and make them run better, it said you may want to raise the needle. Now, what you would do here where it does not have slots is you could take small washers and you could put them under that Zytel nylon cookie. It's that white cookie that's there, that thing. So that just moves, mm, okay? Cookies. And you could put a washer under that and that would affect raise the needle. Mm-hmm. And then that will let more gas come in when the needle is in its seated position. When the needle's in its open position, the needle's in the open position, it doesn't matter. But when it's actually seated, that is a good way to get more mix in at a closed throttle position. Okay? <clears throat> That's that dude. Okay, and then this is fun. So, spring, <laughs> cap. There's a secret that you can do with a pen cap, where if you have a ballpoint pen cap, you can put a ballpoint pen cap on there, and it will allow the spring to sit directly on that, so that when you put it together, it clips in one go. I think I might have been lucky enough to just get it with my fingertip. It helps if you make a strange face and look at the light while you do it. Talented fingers. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so I'm going to put that back together again. You guys got the uh, oil out? Oil's out. Oil's out. All right, put the plug back in. Let's put some oil in this bad mamma jam. What, what were you going to do with the uh, magnet? Oh, he's going to check it. Yeah, check the, check the thingy thing. See how much metal we got in there. See if we need, metal. See if we need big end bearings. Mm, do we need... Do, do we, we need have metal? Do we need big end bearings? Well, for starters, you kind of swirl it around swirl a little it. bit like you're panning for gold. If good and correct that antique. If if colored if colored swirls appear, that's a first sign. Yep. But you just take where are you, Chris? Yeah. Just take the magnet. Drag it down. Just yeah, just drag it down on those. Pretty cool. Pull out and see if anything comes with it. Yeah. I don't see anything. No, it looks pretty good. Obviously, you want to clean the pan first. Yeah. Did you jam that or jelly that into the oil drain hole receptacle? Into the hole? Because that's another thing I do. I just kind of give her in there a little bit. Jelly jam? Jelly jam. Well, you know the difference between jelly and jam, right? Tell me. The fruit. I can't jelly my dick in your butt. Whoa! Hey! Oh, what was the number on that? A liter? Yeah, one liter. So grab a liter of 10W40. And now this motorcycle does operate with a wet clutch. So in this motorcycle, we will make sure that we are not using a uh, oil that has detergent additives, like a car oil or friction modifiers. Because if we use an oil that has friction modifiers or detergent, it will cause our clutch plates to slip instead of gripping. So we're going to look for an oil that has a motorcycle rating or like a JSO MA or anything like that. Where did that, uh, that weird uh, black wrench go? Dustin, is that by you? Cool. All right, I'm going to tighten this enrichener in. While you guys have been playing with the oil, I've been trying to put the carburetor back together. All right. And the... Uh, where does the oil go in? Over there? Over by my knee, yep. Oh, okay. And when you put the oil in, a little safety, a pro tip for you, is don't put a liter in. Don't just like, oh, it says a liter, putting a liter in. Uh, that's a good way to find out that you still have oil hiding in the top of the motor. So put in three quarters of a liter, three quarters of the recommended amount. 
And uh, if you're a little low, you can creep up on it. And because with a lot of bikes that have uh, oil in the head, no life like life. <laughs> with a lot of bikes that have oil in the head, you're going to want to make sure that uh, after you run the bike for a few seconds, 45 seconds, maybe a minute, shut the bike off, let it sit for a little bit, and then check the oil again. Okay, and we got here, we got T-shape vacuum line, yeah, und we got, und we got this, uh, this year line here, that's the mystery line right there. Okay, we'll get to that later. Uh, but this vacuum line, she, she's a... She's yeah, that goes on the... Uh, she's a real beauty there. On that side. Let's go ahead and move this over so we can put this on the side it wants to be on. Instead of the side it doesn't want to be on. All right, Tegan, you're on the yep. clock. Let's go ahead and get this carburetor hung back to the way she were. Okay, got it. And then I think this one, I think this hose, yonder... I think this hose goes into, does it go into that T-fitting? I think it might. Yeah, there you go. All right, so hang that carburetor back in there. And then there's the drain hose, I think. the only other thing. Pretty pretty. Is it really? Huh? Oh, it is, is it? Yes, it is. Yeah, drain derp, derp. Oh yeah, because the, the gas tank goes over there. I knew it looked weird, but I didn't think it looked that weird. Mm. All right, there mm. we go. All kinds of references to my first marriage. Goddamn. <laughs> I knew she looked weird, but I thought that would clear up a time. All right, go ahead, hang it. Hang it. I knew she looked weird, but I, I like the way John. I like the way Johnny Chrome was so nice about like not going on the audio. It's like Phil, you get the carburetor on backwards. Well, no, you don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that to your crew, man. <laughs> Wait, we could have back, lied and just let Tegan try to do it. Let's get the back. I'm not, yeah, that's, that is, we're not ready for Wait, teachable nah, moments. Put, put, I, I used, the other I used to use an SP, one a Suzuki SP yeah. 125 sure. in yeah. one of the labs I did. Yeah. And that, one of the beauties about that is both sides of the carburetor were roughly the same size. That's annoying. So for a bug, you could flip yeah. it. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> and that one I would tell the students... I no, just had my buddy clean the carburetor, and yeah. it won't See that run groove now. right there? Yeah. That little notch needs to go into yes. that groove. And it was funny to see them kick and kick and kick and oh, kick. Oh, yeah. And kick the living bejesus out of it. Yeah. I know we've mentioned it on here before. Uh-huh. Uh, we didn't mention it this time, but we, we did it. Yeah. But we didn't mention it. I'm just going to throw it out there. When you do get something like this that you've never seen before... There, there is a basic rule of thumb that you check. There you go. Mechanical. Yep. Twist it more towards you. Then fuel. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's got compression. Will it support? Will it support combustion? Yep. Cool. Will it ignite combustion? Cool. Neither would yep. you worry about the fuel. That notch I always look at it as like an economy of time. It's not worth go. going to clean the carburetor right. if it doesn't have compression. Try to do this yeah. one first. Right. Yeah. It's not worth a little, doing a little anything more. else. Proof of life is critical. Yeah. The, uh, while we're looking at this, I was just making a visual note. This, uh, there you go. this particular rear axle on this motorcycle has what are called snail adjusters or eccentric adjusters mm. for operating the chain tension. And I will notice that both of these eccentric adjusters are completely maxed out. When you're in deep mud, do they then make snail, snail trails? trails. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to notice that both of our snail adjusters are completely oh, yeah. maxed out and our chain is still slack. So it sounds like one of the things I should have ordered today is this bicycle chain, whatever this is. 
it's. I mean, well, if you can hear the roll, if you. Oh, it's. If done. you shake, if it's you done. shake a chain like it's that, and you can right? hear the roller rattling, it's garbage. It's stretched as stretched can be. We're going to take a look at the sprockets tonight too, and we're going to see how the sprockets read, um, because now that we, now that we have proof of life, it's okay to spend a little money, and that's the rule. Okay, you come to. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's mine. I own it. Yeah. yeah this is. This was. This was one of those. I think you're getting the yeah, thing. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. Mid Ohio for sure. Uh, Bandcamp first. Oh Ohio. yeah. <laughs> Proof of concept. Oh, Bandcamp. Yeah. yeah, you're coming through. So yeah. it'll leave Bandcamp yeah. flat black. The uh, <laughs> as as do most things. It'll only be blue until it gets to Bandcamp, and then it'll be flat black. The uh, but this is one of those bikes that once again we had a the customer. Mexicana. Of course, we had a customer that came yeah. into the shop and brought the bike in and said. I, I if you can fix it for less than two hundred bucks, and I, I said, <laughs> you know, which, I is, which is the tallest of order for something that's been sitting for there five years. Exactly, like, and also the person didn't know what year the bike was. The person didn't know how many CCs the bike was. To them, it was just a bike that they got probably they, for free. Did they know what garage it came out of? That's the question. <laughs> yeah, I already did the title search. Nice. So yeah, before I before I agreed to keep it as my own, I did a title search. So, the, uh, I figured when I saw as, when I, I figured when I saw the tires were relatively new, and I figured when I saw the bark busters on it, that it, at some point, has been loved a lot, you know? The interesting thing is there's a, a good collection of stickers on it, and this one in the back is the Palm Beach Girls Club, yes, with a hibiscus yes, for some help. Small motors. What you got? Yeah, I'm trying to get this bag on here. The boot. Yeah, and it's not going real easy, is it? No. No, it's not. So make sure it didn't push back into the airbox because that's a real pain in the dick when that happens. And it did. See, look. Mm -hmm. See that? So it's pushed back into the airbox. So what you want to do is you pull, you pop your filter out. So mm. what happens here is this mm. is not sealed with any kind of a glue or anything. It's, what's that? It's got a screen. Does it have a screen? Okay. Yeah, so, so basically. You can tug them. There you go. Ta-da! And so what John did is John just used maximum violence, mm -hmm. and he pulled it out. Okay. And you'll what see there's was... a notch in the rubber, and that notch goes into the plastic air box. And as Shane and I call it, brute force and sheer stupidity. Exactly. We'll usually solve your problems. Yeah. And what happened is we noticed that uh, okay. either when the carburetor was removed, or maybe before the carburetor was removed, that that snorkel was not seated tight into the air box. Which could impart a massive nasty air leak, which caused the bike to run like poop. Especially when you got such small jets in it from the factory, the bike's not going to run good if it has that massive air leak. So yeah, you just wiggle those in. Now, secret pro tip: if your Is snorkel, yeah, if your snorkel is firm or hard, <laughs> giggity. <laughs> okay, and then when you put that on, Tegan, and the euphemism, loosen that up. Loosen that up a lot. Okay, it'll make life easier for you. So if your snorkel is too firm, what you can do is take a uh, bowl of water, put it in the microwave, get it good and hot, and then put your snorkel in the bowl, in the hot water. Ah! And if you put your <laughs> ow, if you dip your snorkel in hot water, it tends to get bigger. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, it gets bigger on all the ways at all times. Okay, so now that should be enough. Now that you should be able to work yet. that on there. <laughs> and it's yeah, this I'll let you play with it. 
Oh, you're close. You're, you're real close. This one doesn't so much need it. I like the use of good the heavy duty silicone. Some sil- to, yeah, to get us just to a sh- nice little bit of silicon carne yeah. to get you going. Uh, brake clean sometimes works too. Yeah, yeah rubber. Right. I don't like brake clean anywhere near rubber. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's how you accidentally end up pregnant. The, uh, like a Philippine condom. So what you can do is, if you see that you're not enough that way, you can loosen this one up and try to back it, and it'll kind of even up front and back. Yeah, because going too deep on the intake, <laughs> although it does sound like a good idea. <laughs> Tegan's learning a lot tonight. <laughs> no, he's not learning a lot tonight, goddammit. <laughs> oh, man. Fueled by Miller High Life and something very sweet. Hang on a second, bud. Let me see this. See what's going on. Look at the light. Just don't don't touch it. Don't touch it. This happens a lot. I get this a lot. You're gonna pull an air boot or look at a carburetor, and the person who has done this. Okay, roll it. See what's going on. It's rolling, baby. It's rolling. Look up on top here. Too. So it's half in, half out. Oh, see what's going on. Yeah. So. So you gotta, you gotta make it. absolutely sure. And even even like that, it looks good. But on this Check side. Check the back side. And yeah. this side, she because it is so to... easy to get that curled in there, and there you go. You'll do the clamp, there you go. and you make with the clamps um, a pick with a yeah. hook on it, yeah. and you dull the point of the pick, and you can run it around the inside yeah. of that. Popsicle stick works. Loosen some more. Don't be afraid to loosen it. Yeah, you got like a quarter inch before you run out of. Uh... Yeah, there you go. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yes, that should be good. The bike's got all kinds of fun stickers on it. Running, cheaper than therapy. That that, that leads me to believe the person that owned no. this was healthy. Uh, when you get close, hold up because. And then it's got the I love Foxy, I love Foxy. Okay, the hang on a gorilla sticker on the side. Hang on a second. I predict get close. A female owner. We want to make sure the carburetor. Life. See this right here, Keegan? Yeah. Down yeah. here. There's, if there's not a notch, try and make the carburetor bowl level with the mm-hmm. ground. Right. But if there's a notch, like right there, make sure it's in the right notch. In the notch. A little Get bit of forward pressure holding it against the... Yeah, see that? You got it, baby. You're hired. When do you start? <laughs> That's it. Someone needs a summer job. <laughs> yeah. I need somebody to replace me for the times that I'm in the shit house. <laughs> Which, if I have a replacement, will be offered. <laughs> Apprentice, do this thing. Hey, the brakes are actually fairly pumped up. We're not gonna we're not gonna get into that in this podcast. But we can so call micro this podcast is really all about proof of life and deciding. You're getting to the point where you're deciding whether or not you should move any further with motorcycle. That's good. The as we're moving along here, we got the oil changed. We got the carburetor clean. We know we've got spark. Yeah. We have not established. I mean, we've got it running. Have we yeah. added new oil, new oil back in? I have Usually, not. that's this okay. side. Personally, okay, not this side. Right, we're gonna let him. We're just I think Josh got it ready yeah. over there. All right, what are we doing? Oil, 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 oil. Hey, uh, there's a there's a big old freaking vacuum tube coming off over here on this side. There, uh, no, it's a gas. Is that for no? This is gas here. Isn't the gas? That's gas. Well, okay. Let's see this little tiny one. The little one is your drain. Yeah, the little one's the drain. That's the. The other one, one I think goes right here. Yep. That one that goes black to the front. One goes right there. Yep. That goes right this there. One? Yep. You got it. There she go. And now you got the T over on that side. Hang on. 
It's not on yet, but it's okay. here. Very good. That's nice. Mm. Now, we take a look down here at the bottom. What's happened is they got these dopey little spring clamps on them. Fingers are slippy. And the dopey little spring clamps tend to go everywhere, and you just forget they're there. And these little guys, check them because they're cheap. We have drawers of them. And if they're not really super springy, just fucking get rid of the damn thing. Put a new one on. Uh, that's just verboten. I throw uh, on my personal dirt equipment. Yeah. I throw them away and put zip Put a clamp on it. Put, put quality zip ties or quality little plastic clamp. hose clamps. Clamps. Well. Yeah, this little guy right here. Oh, I'm going to be just, I'm going to be stabbing at this thing for a while. It's getting away from me. You mother. He's being a little bitch. You motherless person. Oh, I, can you kick it up there on the top I'm there, John? I'm trying. Just, just, just a little bit. Just a, just, a, just a little wiggle, son. Oh, there we go. Oh, she's getting good now. Go ahead. You get it? I think you got it. Oh, eagle. I think we got it. I don't know. It's kind of crossways, but it, it's probably good enough. Well, you know. A strip thread's a lock thread. Okay. And then, have you got the oil on the right side? Anybody? Oil's over here. I guess I'm going to manage it. Why don't you, you bastards went to the other side? Why don't you install? Oh, man, that chain. Look at that chain. Oh, that chain is like the Discovery Channel. That, oh my god, that chain is like, that chain is trying so hard to get into the knobs on those tires. Look at that. Oh, man, that chain is gefucked. Alright, um, that's the master link right there. So you see that? You see, you know, all hail the master link. That's the master it's link. It's the right one there. holding the whip. Yes, it is. It's the one that keeps all the other links in line. The, uh, so... This is that adjuster I was telling you, and you can see the adjuster's maxed all the way out. That adjuster, the more this is rotated, the less axle is being pushed to the rear of the motorcycle. So if you loosen the nut on the axle shaft, you can rotate this cam. And if you rotate the cam clockwise, Chris. there will be less push against it, and it will make the chain even looser if that's possible. But this chain is truly, I'm gonna say, conservatively, you could take two links out of this chain and make it correct. What we're gonna do real quick while we got action going on over there, we're gonna look at the teeth on the sprockets and make sure the teeth aren't hooked because there's no sin in, if you're buying a chain, to buy sprockets to go with it. Right. And it's never a bad idea. Well, you can usually buy packages. Right, exactly, chains and sprockets, they come cheap. But you do wanna watch it, a lot of times when you're buying a package or an eBay suggestion, a lot of that stuff is from uh, the Guizhong province and you might not really want to put it on your bike. So you could like I like using Star or Sun uh, sprockets. They're a good quality sprocket. Yep, sun's good. JT's good. JT's are excellent. Um, you can you have me a ten millimeter socket and a wrench to go with it? What is the other one? Sprocket Specialties is the other one. I yep. think. Uh, sprocket Specialties. Have me something ten millimeter. Ten's not there. Um, okay, so then grab the It's blue and it's oh, on the loaded? extension. But it might already be it's blue and it's on the extension right okay. there. Yep. Oh, I got one here. Never mind. Sorry. Didn't didn't bother reaching two two inches away from my face. Okay, Tika, check this out. See what you do? You got this thing set? Yep. So you got your wrench on here. You got your socket. You got your extension. You got your ratchet handle. And you're like, okay, I'm going to beat this. And then when it slips, you smash your knuckles to fuck on the kickstand or the lift or something like that. And you He's bleed. done that. He's done okay? that. Okay. So here's the technique instead. You put it so it's perfectly horizontal. Yeah. Take your fist. Okay, and just hit it. So much easier. So much less blood. And it keeps all of the red vital fluids inside your body where they belong. And it's not so much torque that it's going to break something off. But the end result is you end up 
achieving the goal without like grunt and then let go. Little tip from your Uncle Phil, the hand hammer. I'm sorry, that was Jan Hammer. Uh, okay, so we're just pulled the little countershaft sprocket cover off. Okay, it's kind of handy because it also has a gear position indicator on it. Here's to be made of plastique. Okay, and what this does is this gives us a look at our sprocket. Our sprocket looks like ass. Okay, in fact, if you were to go out and try to ride this motorcycle right oh, now, you would shit. probably not go far. Look at it. Oh no, no, those aren't John. teeth. Those are like, those are literally Kentucky teeth. Holy crap. That is like they've been eating charcoal briquettes. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, there's barely any teeth left on that sprocket. Okay, so what we know here by looking That's is that... That's almost traction control. It is almost traction. <laughs> you will not be able to do a burnout on this bike. With as sloppy as the chain is, and with almost no teeth on the front sprocket, it would be jumping like mad. So that's another reason this bike needs to have its transmission components replaced. So it needs to have a sprocket, it needs to have a chain ring, and it needs to have um, a chain. So all those things need to be replaced. So we'll, we'll get to that. So we'll order those items in. Once again, now that we know proof of life, now we can spend some money. And so while we're waiting for the next week to do the podcast, I'll have a bunch of stuff on its way here via Courier Pigeon or whatever. <laughs> Courier knives and UPS trucks and FedEx trucks and various um, different suppliers. Well, when Parts Unlimited starts delivering shit by drone, it's going to be hilarious because it's going to be like a Chinook. <laughs> you guys will be getting bombed every day. <laughs> that fucking, that UPS driver hates us. Chinook and... Uh... Yeah. What's okay. the other big Sikorsky or whatever? Big Sikorsky Screaming Mimi or Big Skylifter? Screaming Mimi. Oh, God. Screaming Mimi. <laughs> okay. So now we check that out. You got odor oil in here? You got one of those? Yeah, sure. Just, Would you just like one, a rag? Just one. Sure. Have a rag. Just one. Share them with your friends. All right. Have a rag. Okay. I have the, uh, 750 cc's in, and it's showing them out middle of the stick. Good. Excellent. So what we're going to do, do we want to... Uh, Let's go ahead and put the fuel tank back on. Where's the... Uh, Air filter. I see the lid. Right here. There's your air filter. Do we want to reinstall that sucker? Yep. Reinstall that air filter. We, we make it yep. start thing. This is something, Tegan, you notice? Yeah. This can be replaced. Right. Yeah. So you replace this over and over and over and over. Right. If this gets nasty. Yep. And when I'm saying this, I know you guys it's can't. It's the rubber. It's, yeah, it's, it's the rubber, foam rubber seal that's on the back side of the plastic filter holder. And that is an air leakage hotspot. It is, and many, many, many times we get these in, and mm -hmm. this has turned to dust. Yeah. Yeah. It's either at first it it's turns starting itself, to here. It turns itself into a unique type yeah. of glue, and yeah. then it turns into dust. I mean, it's, and it's, it can no longer make a seal at that point. And then the air, instead of going through the filter media, goes around the corner instead, and big nasty metal particles. Yamaha's are notorious for. So what's the resolution? For so the resolution is you can just buy a new filter. I looked at that filter today, and it's about seven dollars for a um, China's Finest. If you want to get something of quality, like a Yamaha branded one, they're about 19 bucks. China's? An Ina? Or yeah. I'm sorry, a Uni? A Uni. <laughs> I had somebody ask me for that For an once. Ina? Yeah. I need an Ina. If you it's an box, Ina so part number. I'm like, okay. Ina. It's a Uni part number, buddy. You mean Uni? It's you and uni. I? That's right. Well, I know. It's I and It's oh, Ina. Yeah. Oh, I get it. So Unifilter will make, but there's also, you can get a K&N, you can get all kinds of fun stuff. So John's putting the door back on the airbox. And once again, you can see the snorkel. That's the snorkel for the airbox. So one of the mods that people will do is they'll drill a couple of holes. Just as long as you're going to drill the holes 
in the area of dirty air. You don't want to drill the holes in the area of clean air. I've seen people do that. They're like, oh, yeah, man, I hear you put some holes in your air box. breathes better. And then they put mm-hmm. the holes on the clean air side. So basically you're just negated the entire use of your filter. So throw the filter in the garbage. The, uh, okay, so now we need the benzene tank, the uh, big blue thing that holds the booms. Right by your foot, there are two. Uh, I put some fuel in it already. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't pick it up by the tail because that tail will come out, and then we'll all be uh, sad. The two bolts, Tegan, are the bolts with the large washers on them. All right, gasoline tank is going on and just drops on here. Okay, thank you very much. Dustin, you want to do, do the honors? As Dustin and John Chrome are installing the M6 hardware into the, and by the way, that's M6 by 60 for Liza. Uh, <laughs> hardware, hardware goddess that she is. The, uh, so we've got benzene in the tank. Let's go ahead. I'm going to hook up the fuel supply line. And right quick, just for fun, what you, you want the ratchet? No, I'm only yes, hand tight over here. Okay, sure. Well, don't be hand tight. Use one of these. We got we got tools and everything. Okay, so what I'm going to do, Tegan, just for the sake of looking at things, I'm going to put my uh, hobo cup. That's eh, not going to fit. I'm going to put my rag. Who's got like a grade Z rag going? There you go. This is the one. Oh yeah, that's one. It was all gassy. Oh, it smells awesome. Mm. This smell like chloroform. Okay, we're going to check our fuel supply now. Before I have the fuel line hooked up, it is very common to have a shitty, fucked up, dirty fuel tap. So I'm going to turn it. Oh, gas. Right. Good. Turn it the other way. Not very much gas. You didn't fill this all the way up, did you? Oh, no, no. Okay, good. Not at all. So, let me you check. You have to put it on reserve. Okay, so when I put it on, uh, the tap position is, that's reserve, and that's on. So you see there's barely any gas flowing on, because you didn't put much in. Nope. Okay, and we shot the, put it in reserve and some gas shot out of there, so we're good. Let's go ahead and get the, uh, the Gerber tool, and we'll lock this baby down. Okay. Are you ready? Now, let's see how much gas just dumps out of the bottom of the float bowl. Now that we've just completely redid the carburetor. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got your little tip over, tip over tube. That's well, what makes it official. You want to do two things with a dirt bike. You want to make sure this tube is clear. Yep. You want to make sure, uh, if it sits in a barn or outside. Yeah, spiders live in bees, there. Bees, spiders, mud daubers, everything like to get up in there. Mud dauber? Yeah, yeah. Mud dauber? Yeah, it's a type of bee, isn't it? Really? I don't know. But oh, and then the you can kind of cheat a little bit and get fueled by going. Yeah. 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 It's also a handy hose um, if you ever need to siphon any gas anywhere. From your, I like from your buddy's dirt bike. Yep. yep, that's a good thing. All right, cool. So we got all those things. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, fuel lines hooked up. Fuel taps turned on. Choke is pulled. Can I show me mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and kick it? I want to stand it somewhere other than behind. You're going to get on it and do her? Am I turning this? No, just, just... Uh, leave it, leave it, leave it at idle. Yeah. This world. Not the best shoes for kickstarting mm. the dirt bike. Oh yeah. I got all kinds of yeah, Chuck Taylors with big rips on the side of them. <laughs> Should I give him a wee bit of choke? Yeah. yeah. So John's gonna do a choke for you. Oh yeah. Oh, we had function for a moment. Give me a half throttle, Captain.
do is we're going to get to the point where I can adjust the idle with a little screw on the side there. Well, we all need it asphyxiated. Yeah, it's going to happen real quick too. Sweet Jesus, that pipe was full of stuff. Okay, so yeah, my eyes are burning. The uh, hey, when you put that uh, air fuel mixture screw in, did you screw it all the way in or did you back it out? Two and a half. Two and a quarter. Two and a quarter? Because I'm thinking we might want to back it out a wee bit more. Because I've got the uh, I got the uh, idle a fan on. I got the idle adjustment screwed all the way in. Why don't you, uh... Is that gonna mess with the recording? Uh, yeah, but I think we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's better for us. Right. <laughs> I think so. The, uh... So the only thing I want to adjust at this point is... I'm still thinking that we got obvious valves. So... <laughs> I think the valves at this point are probably have never been adjusted ever in the history of this motorcycle. And... Judging by how much gasoline is coming out the tailpipe, yeah, I'm thinking that it was we, quite a bit. We have got a intake valve that is very much not closing all the way, and I'm gonna just guess. I'm gonna optimistically guess that that's where we're gonna have to be in the next podcast. That'll be my game. Gary, you wanna try to do the uh, get the 90 degree? All right, so. Uh, John, why don't you talk him through? I'm gonna open the front door so we can get some smoke out of here. <laughs> okay. Not sure. All right. Where's the screw at? Front of the carburetor. Oh, of course. Yeah. That one right there. I'm in. I'm gonna go an eighth. What do you think? Out another eighth? Is that what he said? Yeah, I, I would start with that. Eighth to a quarter. I'll do a quarter. That's two and a half now. Oh. Either the pipe is full of oil or she's burning oil. Definitely. The fuel's still on? Should we turn it off? Yeah, it's still on. 
For the sake of argument. On a positive note, my tools will not rust. No, your tools are definitely not going to rust. There is no chance in hell those tools are going to rust. The uh, just doing that. There you go. You're going to remove the. You're going to remove the spark arrester. I'm going to take. You got the spark plug socket. Oh, here it is. I'm going to take pop the spark plug up real quick and see if we're condition nine million. So your spark arresters. If they become totally clogged. <laughs> yeah, look at that. So if your spark arrestor. That, that might be why it's not one to idle. Right. So spark arresters are really fun things, but uh, spark arrestor gets totally clogged up. It's that essentially the uh, it's the banana up the tailpipe of the motorcycle world. Oh, yeah. good lord, lord. In almost two hours. Okay, well, we're going to wrap it up right now. Cool. So, yeah, and considering that spark arrestor looked like it would be a challenge to get anything to pass through it. Your ultrasonic work. Okay. I'm gonna try this again. Contact. Contact. It's so weird, dude. To an idol. Damn. Very close to an idol. <laughs> All right. Very, very close. Almost to an idol. Dangerously I, I close wasn't to it. Getting the, uh, the stop screw to do anything. Right. Did you? No, I didn't, I didn't either. But that's we're, once again. That's for next week. We're gonna do valve adjustment. We're gonna put the new jets in the carb, and we'll be good to go. But right now, I'm pretty happy with where we are now, as opposed to where we were when we showed up. Well, so. we came in with a not running bike. Exactly. Yeah. And now we have a running. You got bike. a running bike. I do think I'm gonna bet you. I'm gonna bet you a lot that these valves are gonna be never been touched before. <laughs> the greasy cloth. The. I'm gonna bet you we take a look next week and these valves have never been touched. And you get a motorcycle that has never had the valve adjustment that it needs. Uh, 
Yeah. Hopefully it's okay and yeah. hasn't had burned valves because of it. Exactly. Because it's never been adjusted. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about a dirt bike is it doesn't have an odometer on it. There's really no way to tell how many miles or how many hours or how many trips around the sun this particular motorcycle is made. So we're going to have to cross our fingers and hope that a uh, valve adjustment and the correct jetting in the carburetors sorts this thing out. But in any case, that's going to be for next week. In the meantime, uh, this is it. This is a, a new... A, it's a new thing for us to try and do this. If you liked it, why don't you leave us a comment or send us an email to clevelandmoto at gmail.com. Uh, rather than leaving a comment, which we don't ever check, why don't you <laughs> send us an email to clevelandmoto at gmail.com and say, hey, we like this better or we don't like this as much or it sucks, we want to get back to the root stories and the burps. Uh, that, that'd be cool. This is an experiment. We wanted to try it and see how it worked out. Um, tentatively for next week with the Jets, and the valve adjustment. And if you guys have any other suggestions, uh, once again, the bike is a 2003 TTR125L. The L stands for lovely. Lovely. It stands for large wheels. It's large it? wheels, yeah. yeah. It's the large wheels. The, uh, Big the, wheel. Yeah. The, uh, the other one had the uh, little baby, uh, what is it, a 14-inch wheel? Yeah, 14. So that's it. Hey, guys, remember, uh, drive fast and take chances. Sing us out. I press the red button, but I can't fucking see it. So